I had a great conversation with my friend Rukai. The topic that we started discussing was the things we have learned in different stages of life. What sort of information did we wish we knew when we were younger? Maybe at the beginning of college, once we had graduated college, and so on. One of the things that we talked about extensively was the importance of doing things that you really enjoy. As crazy as it's, and as simple as it sounds. And what can we do to increase our chances of finding more things that we truly enjoy and are passionate about? Because moments and the feelings that you have when you are truly engaged in an activity just seems like a great use of time and life. I hope you enjoy this podcast. We are back. It's Rukai and I. And this time, the conversation Rukai that I thought would be interesting for us to have is I feel like as we get older or as I get older, I keep looking back and seeing things that kind of I wish I had known when I was younger, right? And, and that's, mm. I mean, you hear this all the time. And I think it becomes very clear, especially when the stages of your life like completely change, right? One of those yeah. stages being a student, after you graduate, like getting your first job. I think at those moments, you can have such general advice or general learnings that could apply to mm. people who are younger. So that's, mm. that's, that's really what I wanted to talk about today that I thought it would be interesting for us to talk about. Um, so that's, yeah, so I just wanted to give a background and that's what it is. So what do you think of this whole topic before we even get deeper into it? Yeah. I mean, I think that's, um, I think it's a great topic. It's a, mm. it's a pertinent topic and it is so much uh, in line with, with the thrust of this podcast, which is really about those random thoughts and about, uh, and about growing up, you know? And mm. I think that uh, this topic it really speaks to that and is, is, is very well aligned with, with the intentions of, of the podcast. And I think it's, it's so relevant to the evolution of, of thinking and success mm -hmm. of young people um, and also um, the values of intergenerational learning. And I think that through this conversation and of course, through this podcast, we are uh, cultivating those things. Yeah. I, I think it's brilliant. I know. Yeah. That maybe, maybe that made us look like more than it is, but if, if one person listens to this and, and genuinely, and I genuinely mean this, if like someone who's, who's younger than us listens to this and takes one thing away, then, then like, what a great way to spend time, right? Like what's, what's a better way than that? And, and really the, the reason that this topic is always so fresh in my mind is because first of all, I think about it a lot and it's really interesting. So Sam, who is our friend, uh, has done a has done basically a business program uh, at one of the prominent universities in Canada, and then he was telling me last night that that the students, the incoming students, get matched up with the outgoing students to kind of get advice, mm -hmm. right? So just being like, hey, right. how was your experience at this school? What worked, yeah. what didn't? And he was talking about the advice that he gave to one of the students who reached out to him. And it was really mm. interesting, right? Because he kept emphasizing, it seemed like the person who was reaching out is like very much cares about studies and like focusing on getting good grades. And yeah, and, and like Sam kind of replied saying, I think you're missing the whole point. The point of this business school is not for you to learn 
the topics that are being taught, but this is a great opportunity for you to meet brilliant people around the world and mm. build up your network, right? So, so I think like those, you know, those kind of, those kind of advices where you're kind of saying that the main goal that you have is so off that I think you should completely change your main goal are the most mm. important things. You know what I mean? Because I feel like right. as you go through life, it's really easy for you to get focused on certain things and then later mm. on realize that like, oh, maybe those things weren't as important as I initially thought, right? Absolutely. And I think, you know, part of that point um, that Sam is making is about the sort of art of life and um, approaches to it. And that when you enter university, yeah. uh, it is, you know, if you think about uh, what it kind of means, university, universe, one truth, the truth, right? Yeah. It's, it's everything in one place. Um, and it's a gateway. It's a gateway to the world and a gateway to real life. And, um, and you need a certain attitude to really benefit benefit from it the most yeah so um, so we can actually we can actually talk about i mean i thought i thought i mean what do you think if if we were to look at i mean <laughs> we're not that old yet right God damn it, i think there's an ambulance in the background not sure if you're able to hear it or not um you can hear it you can hear it okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> so wh- where do you want to start so so if you if oh. we think of the the big I guess, stages of life that we have gone through that, that we can talk about. There's like, I guess there's high school, which is actually the craziest time of your life, right? The other day I was thinking about yeah. this. Dude, high school is the first time you understand the concept of social hierarchy, right? That, that is the first time that, mm-hmm. that, that comes to your mind. Like you understand that such a thing exists and you yeah. are in the place where it is being like social hierarchy matters the most, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's almost like you're learning a new concept and you're already at level 100. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's crazy. So we can talk about that. We can talk about university and we t- can talk about like your first job out of university. I mean, if you can think of any other big stages, we can talk about those too. No, I think those are the, I think those are the stages. I think the other interesting thing mm-hmm. is uh, maybe just to say uh, like, maybe where those stages have taken place as well mm-hmm. at one level, you know? Um, and yeah, I think, I think that f- for me, that would be relevant personally. Um, yeah. So, so you mean like when we talk about it, talk about where we were, when those stages took place and the kind of set, yeah. setting. Yeah. Like yeah. for example, in high school, I was in Geneva. In high school, you were in? Dubai. You see? Yeah. So, the, yeah, those kind types of things. So, for undergrad, I was in Vancouver, and for masters, I was in the UK. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and in my first job, I'm in Zimbabwe. So yeah. these also that kind of perspective is also very important about yeah. you know so, related to the lessons. Yeah, and I and I think that's that's when it gets really interesting, right? Because, um, so let's say. It, Assuming that you went to an international school in Geneva, 
Mm-hmm. Actually, the location may not be that big of a difference because an international mm-hmm. school anywhere in the world where you, where you have a good sample size of all the nationalities, it kind of, I mean, obviously there's some cultural stuff that come in, but I feel like the, the lessons would be very transferable across yeah. whether it was in Dubai or Geneva, right? And I think, yeah, so and we, same thing with universities. Exactly. Good, yeah. Okay. All right. So, so let's, let's, let's get, which stage do you want to start with? I guess university was our common experience. We can start with the university uh, because we'll have yeah. a better, I think of each other's. And then, I mean, I, I kind of feel payment that mm-hmm. um, it's, it's less relevant for us to start at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, because we're at the end. So to speak, <laughs> no, right? bro, we're not at the end. That sounds sad. I don't want well, to hear so, that. It's a, <laughs> yeah. No, but what I mean at, at the end of the chronology, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. About these stages, yeah. we are. So let's 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 try not to like recount it as a linear thing. Yeah, let's I agree. start. Yeah. Let's start here where we are now because that's where the reflection happened. You didn't reflect yeah. on it when you started yeah. university. You're reflecting on it now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or recently. So let's start here. Yeah. Okay. In this so, moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you why don't you start it off and I'll build up on on where okay. we take us. So let's say we're answering the question, what have you learned? Mm-hmm. I guess the the thing which I've learned, um, or, or let's say two things which are connected. One is sort of to embrace, in, to embrace change. Mm-hmm. And that, that comes from a learning that uh, life has flux. You know, mm-hmm. it rises like a wave. It rises and falls. Oh, but, it, you know, it always rises. Yeah. It always falls. And so sometimes uh, things, when they're in flux, a lot of different things are happening at once. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then they calm down and dissipate and then they build up again. And so what I have learned is to to be aware of that and to know when things are in flux and when things are kind of slowing down Mm -hmm. and when they're building up again. Because the, the, and now this is the point about change is that change happens in moments of flux. When, when all the different things happening at the same time build up to the peak of the wave. And that's where the change happens. And you want to know when that is happening. Because if you don't know, you miss the opportunity. Yeah. You see? Yeah. I, I think that's, um, that's, yeah, go on, go on. Okay. So embracing change and understanding that life um, has these moments of of flux and I, I would say that's the main thing I've learned and then um, other things would no let's be let's talk, let's talk let's talk about the the, the first one that you said right there. okay go 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 so I, I think the moment that you started talking about it it's mm. uh, the first thought that came to my mind is like yeah it's like your description of the waves right there's like there's there's high points and there's low points and that's yes. how waves work. It's like such a good description across the board, not only in terms of change, but in terms of like, like it, it, this might sound weird, but in terms of even happiness, right? Because like every time I have been like 
you know, I've just had such a good like week, month or something like that. Mm-hmm. Minded that like, that soon enough, something that is going to like make me a bit less happy than I'm currently am is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And just having that mm-hmm. understanding and being like, okay, this is part of life. And I'm not mm-hmm. going to dwell on whatever it is that will happen. Just my moods will be worse. Like, like I will not dwell on, on what, why my mood got so much worse, but I'll just look at it as part of life is already such a helpful thing to, to know. Do you know what I mean? Because really happiness is your expectation minus reality, right? So what did you expect and how did reality turn out? So if you get used to like a good streak that you have and you're just like, Oh yeah, like everything is going well. Like I I expect it to go this way and and then it doesn't, then Mm -hmm. by definition, you're going to be, you can be more let down than had you yes. not had such high expectation. And with the change, Absolutely. with the change, it's like the perfect thing, right? It's like you need to put your plate, you need to continually take actions such that you can benefit from the serendipity of the world or from the randomness that happens in the world, right? So this is something that yes. Nassim Taleb talks about all the time. And he's basically saying mm. all the time when you're making a decision, you have to think, is the decision that I'm making right now allows me to benefit from positive black swans, which is basically positive random events, random unexpected events that could happen? Or am I exposing yeah. myself to negative black swans, to negative things? And basically, if you just use that framework to think, then you can make a lot of good decisions that allow you to really benefit from the randomness of everything, right? And I think there's lots of examples that we can talk about there. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, if we extend the, um, the wave analogy, mm-hmm. right, obviously it's a continuous wave of peaks and troughs and so on. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that um, the, the analogy doesn't just apply to life, but like you're saying, it can apply to your week mm-hmm. and it can apply to your day as yeah. well. Yeah. There's basically there are cycles and sometimes just like with waves, anyone who's done your physics and whatever, when the, when the things peak at the same time, you can get an increase in amplitude mm-hmm. or they can cancel out or, yeah. you know, they can be deeper as well, you see? Mm-hmm. So they can be these positive feedback loops, they can be negative feedback loops, and they can be cancellations yeah. as well. And so uh, it also means that uh, not just having the broad understanding, the macro understanding, but you want to have the micro understanding of how to align the different cycles, yeah. right? So like in your week or in your day, when are the energy levels the highest? Mm-hmm. Um, and one lesson for me from work was that Wednesday midweek is when energy levels are the highest. Yeah. That's, that's when, that's when you should be hitting it, you know, pumping it out. Um, and so that you want your peaks in your life to be aligning with that, you know, uh, and it might not be true in every organization or every workplace. Yeah. Um, but it's just an, it's an interesting way to think about. Um, no, I, I agree. Yeah. Because even if you think yeah. of like, you know, something as simple as 
you could be in a great situation, for example, let's say a networking situation where you can meet a lot of people, but if you are not at a peak of like excitement and enthusiasm yourself, then you're yes. likely not going to get the benefit that you should, right? So it's like almost finding, yeah, finding those big moments that are coming up and then making sure that with everything else, you are at the highest level that you can be, right? And these are, this is where these like, hacks come in which usually i hate yeah. hacks but but one of the ones that has been really effective for me mm. is you know before a big moment where there's like a big presentation a big interview or whatever it may be i watch that ted talk mm. that everyone has watched right you just extend your body as if you own the place right mm. like i do this all the time i go to a bathroom before i go for a big interview or whatever and just extend my body and just like kind of try to fool myself into thinking that because I'm having this body reaction, it means that I own this place. It means that I'm already very comfortable. Mm. And, and, I, and I actually find that to be very effective. And I mean, I don't know how much of it is, is, uh, is true as like scientific or the way that it makes me feel. But at the end of the day, yeah. what matters is that I feel more yeah. in tune when I do that, right? So therefore, I'll continue right. this. But yeah, so good point. Good point on that. And I, I think, you know, this last point that you're making, mm-hmm. you know, it, it might not, it might not be true for everyone, yeah. but what is important is that you know that it's mm-hmm. true for yourself, mm-hmm. you see, and this is the type of self-knowledge, self-awareness um, that you want to cultivate as exactly. an individual. And you should also be very comfortable uh, to say, if someone gives you a personal example, one should feel comfortable to say, well, actually that one doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, in my context, in my experience, it doesn't work. But what it tells you is it means that there will be certain things which do work for you. And um, in your life, you want to be exploring and finding those things. Those and things. you, in your example, you found something yeah. right, that makes a difference for you. Yeah. Um, and you continue to cultivate that and practice it you see mm-hmm. it's, yes. it's a, yeah and I, and I think that <laughs> man i feel like we have so much to say about these topics that we can and i think like personally when i look back at when i look back at my reading journey right like i, I i'm not gonna stand here and pretend that i read a lot but i have mm-hmm. i have I've, I've enjoyed reading right and the right. way that my thing my my kind of my journey with reading started was a lot of these like so-called self-help book, right? Like I felt like I need mm-hmm. to read mm-hmm. these books starting with mm-hmm. the famous one, which is the Tim Ferriss four hour work week, which kind of started mm-hmm. the category or the regenerates the category. I felt like, Oh, I need to read these things because like whatever these guys are doing is, is, is working for them. Therefore it should work for me. And it almost mm-hmm. was like, you know, like I was taking away from the experience and the pleasure of reading because yeah. even though there, it wasn't assigned to me, I was assigning it to myself, right? It was a weird way. Right. Whereas, like, whereas it seems like it's, it's just, it might be better to just get a lot of data points and just try different things to see what works for you rather than relying on, I don't know, like I think, I think with reading, like, this is a completely different topic, but I think with reading, it's, it's almost more beneficial for you to just read whatever you find interesting rather than fee- feeling like you're compulsed into reading something yes right especially if you're doing it for pleasure exactly and i mean that's part of the self-awareness and self-knowledge right you know what you like you know what you don't like 
you know what adds value to you and you know what doesn't. Um, yeah, or at least you're exploring it and finding out those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, there, there are a couple of, as we talk about, you know, this journey of what you learned, there's another question is, how do you, how do you learn those things? You see, so it's fine that we've learned (laughs) that, but how do you learn it? Because that's the real, that's the challenge. Um, And for me, there are two two concepts which are very strong uh, Mm -hmm. tools in, I don't want to call it self-discovery, but in understanding yourself and, um, and positioning yourself strategically in your life. And yep. that is ref- reflection, one. And the other thing, which I call reflexivity. Well, I don't call it reflexivity. It is called reflexivity. And there are two related concepts. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everyone knows what reflection is. Yeah. While mostly people understand what reflection is. Looking back on events or experiences and how they've impacted you. Yeah. Right? how they've shaped you uh, and maybe how they have shaped some other conditions, right? But you see, uh, reflection is, is like back casting. It's, uh, it's, it's related to the past. Yeah. Whereas reflexivity is slightly different. It is a more dialogical concept and it builds on reflection and it is, more difficult to explain essentially it is you conduct a type of uh, reflection in the moment about how something has impacted you but equally you also analyze how you have impacted that something so it could be a social situation or work situation or a life situation. So yes, it's made you feel a certain way, but because you are also part of that situation, how have you shaped it? That, uh, that context, right? That social event, maybe it's a party and you were, you were the one driving it, you know? Mm-hmm. So yes, you felt these certain things from the party, but you were also contributing to that. Mm-hmm. And how did you shape that? And when you shaped that event, how did it then come back and shape you again. So it's, it's an iterative process of feedback. So you shape, it shapes you. And equally, you shape it again. And the tools you can use in that are, are writing and thinking um, and analyzing kind of your life and things which have happened. And uh, then you can begin to extract understanding from those things so so basically what you're saying is trying to find out like whatever it is and however it has made you better worse however it made you feel go down a bit deeper but understand how your actions play the role in the outcome right instead of just kind of reflecting on is that is that what my understanding yes yes it's so it's how have your actions played a role in that outcome Mm-hmm. And how is how is that outcome, in turn, impacted you again? Yeah, yeah, and then just continue. Right, yeah. 
and you continue. And, and the point is, I called it dialogical, which is like mm-hmm. a dialogue. It's like a conversation. So it's not just one way, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so like in this conversation, I say something, you react. It makes you think something. You say something to me, I react, I say something. It changes. It's evolving. Yeah. You see? Yeah. And um, when you are able to spot those things, you can now make interventions that you would have not normally been able to make. That's a, that's a good point. And it's like a... It's, it's, it's good to know it. Con- I mean, I don't even know if I thought about this consciously that way, but it's like, and then from there, you can really figure out what are the actions that consistently allow you to end up in positive situations, right? Exactly. Yeah. And you can, it means then that you will be able to identify when things are going a direction that you don't want them to go. Mm-hmm. You see? And you will now be able to, to, because you will understand how you have influenced the situation, right? Through your actions and how they have influenced you. And so you can now intervene to change the direction of that, uh, whether it's an event or a relationship or a social interaction, um, or pers- it can even be an interest, you know, it can be a personal thing. It could be something that you're doing yourself or doing to yourself, mm-hmm. you see? There's thought um, patterns that you have your, in your own head, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How and they you make can you begin feel. To, exactly. And you can see how certain interventions change that. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a difficult, it, it's not a difficult concept, but it's kind of, it's hard to communicate it. Um, you know, it's, uh, you have to, re- you kind of have to read about it. Yeah. And it's not... Sure. It's de- it's dense material, um, so, but, but it so really makes a difference. You you read about what do you mean? What is? Yeah, I mean, I I like I studied it at, at one point. You know what those concepts are. Um, what what concepts like the the the, the concept of this this oh, idea reflexivity. Of, reflexivity. Oh, so, so this is something that people write about. Yes, this is a, this is a, there's literature, bro. Oh my God. There's literature on this, like in, in journals. This is, it's academic, you see. There's academic writings on these concepts and how they work. Ignorance is bliss, eh? I don't even know. I, I thought you were just all, like off the cuff. I came up with this. So yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. This yeah. is, this is, yeah, this is institutionalized. It, it's, yeah. it's mostly part of the, it's mostly part of the discipline of psychology. Yeah, you know, so, um, so I think, sorry, yeah. go on, go on. But I think this this brings up no, a really, this brings up a really good, interesting point about. So we're kind of talking about university experiences, right? And yeah, you know, lately I've I've really enjoyed not enjoyed, but it's a conversation that I care about, which is, I mean, how useful are universities, and should universities exist, or like, will my future-born mm. children go to university, and so on? And it's really mm. interesting when I have these conversations, especially with people who are from like arts majors and, and not from STEM fields like, like that I right. see, right? Because the yeah. experience of those people, which probably your experience is so different in university than the experience that I had, right? It almost seems yeah. like a person who is just the, the so-called, you know, going to college to kind of discover themselves and discover what they like. 
they have mm. such a different experience than me, an engineer who just like was designing things and solving problems and like was very focused on one thing rather than just discovering mm. different things. Right. So mm. I think, mm. I think that's a, I think if, if, if I, if I could go back and uh, if I, I think I could give advice to an engineer mm. who's, who's starting engineering, I would, I would tell them that understand that university is a unique place for you to discover who you are and don't forget that. Right. Don't forget mm. that, that that's the main thing that's going to happen. So have your mm. social life, explore different topics that you're interested in and don't feel like you need to just stick with this curriculum that they have come up with. Right. Cause I think what's dude, I, I, I yeah. So <laughs> rant has begun. Um, yeah, go for it. A lot of, <laughs> go for it. You know, a lot of times I think about it, it's like, there's things in my life, there are things in your life that you do that you really enjoy, right? Like, it, it mm. so for example, remember when you were really into cycling and you used your, yes. your the face pay, first paychecks that you have ever gotten in yes. buying a bike, right? That's a big decision. Yes. These are the first paychecks yeah. you've ever gotten, but you spent it all in buying a bike. So now that means that you enjoy biking so much that you made that sacrifice, right? Because that decision had a lot of opportunity costs. You could have done yes. a lot of different things. Yeah. So, so now imagine you did not, given that you didn't try cycling, you would have never had that experience and you had never mm. known how obsessed you are with cycling, right? So, mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. think about this a lot. It's like in life, we all have those experiences, right? It's like, I really mm. enjoy playing uh, volleyball. I now enjoy playing cycling. I did jujitsu and I loved it. It's like mm. those things, I mean, I don't know if this is a bad way of looking at it, but I, I feel like personally in my life, it should be one of my mm. goals, given that I only have 90 years left here. I should be trying to explore and just tapping into different doors to see what interests me and how those things allow me to feel, right? Because like the feeling mm. that I had completing the Grand Fondo is like, yeah. is such a unique and precious feeling in my mind that I am mm. so glad it happened, right? It's because I, right. the way I look at it is like, I have 90 years and I had that moment of like, oh my God, like I, what did I just do? I cycled from Stanley Park to Whistler Village. Like what? And you know, it was a beautiful ride and we're riding and like, you look at the sun rising as you're riding over Lionsgate. Like it was just such a beautiful feeling, right? Mm. And I think we, we all, if we don't do it, we all should be constantly just exposing ourselves so these things can catch us, right? So these, like, you can go try a jiu-jitsu class and see that you like it. And then mm. you kind of get, you know, you feel like you're enslaved almost by this passion that you have. So, yeah, yeah I think about that a lot, man. And, and I think, like, people, like, probably including myself, right, I'm on, on a spectrum here. But people who don't try to don't allow themselves to get exposed to these things and, and really get passionate about, about things, then you're kind of mm. missing out on life given that we only have 90 years left. 90 yeah, years. Totally. About it. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the key word there is exposure. Yeah. You know, like, and, and the challenge is, you see, there are a few things that you need to have sort of successful or let's say impactful exposure. Mm -hmm. One, you need people who who will expose you, yeah, right, to those different things, right, different interests, different possibilities. 
but you yourself also have to uh, have a certain level of openness to that you see so yes you were exposed to cycling and it's something that you uh, started to invest in mm-hmm. uh, you know through in money in time uh, in, in energy right learning about the bike getting equipment in, in relationships as well because you had to I mean, you had to also get along with people in that, right? Or at least mm-hmm. talk to them. Yeah. So, um, so you had to have a willingness, but also something or someone or someone's plural exposed you. Yeah. You know, or, or some way, right? And there are also, in the same token, there are certain things which you're also not willing to be exposed to. Yeah. You see? And so I, I think... You know, in looking for your, in looking for the things which you may be passionate about, you need to be open-minded. And um, open-minded sounds like a really easy thing, but it's, it's actually not. That, <laughs> so it's not hard. that easy. So hard. Yeah, it's not that easy. And when you get into something, uh, you have to put effort. So for me, when I got back here, um, I've gotten like into gardening oh, quite a yeah. lot. Perfect example, yeah. And I mean, I always had that kind, I was exposed to it because my mom likes to garden. And so when I was little, we would spend time outside in the garden. She would garden, I'd help out a bit, but obviously I'd be like playing and enjoying life and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then for a huge portion of my life, it was never something that I did. I didn't do it in Canada. I didn't do it in Switzerland. You know, it was just not something I did. But when I came back to Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. I, I guess also because this was the place I was exposed to it in, I began to take an interest. And really to cultivate my interest, I've had to read a lot of stuff mm-hmm. on the internet, in books. I've had to have conversations with people who know, you see, or also ask people, be like, oh, who knows about this thing or who knows about that and then go and seek out those people yeah you see and that's that's the hard bit and honestly it's not easy (laughs) you know this morning this morning i was reading about how to prune peach trees because (laughs) we we have peach trees and i wanted to prune them and i had to read and yeah. after reading, I had to get my, I had to motivate myself to do it, get the saw out, get the scissors out, um, you know, put on the, my boots and whatever, and get out there and start, you know, looking at the plant, making an assessment of the tree, what needs to be cut, what doesn't need to be cut mm-hmm. and, and get on and do it, you know, and it's a, it's a, it's labor intensive. And so you also have to be, there's a level of commitment to passion. Yeah. No, um, dude, I 100% agree. It's almost, it's like you, there's a base level, you know, there's, there's, you have to come because uh, I mean, as much as you see it in the movies, it's never like, you know, you, <laughs> it's not like, okay, let's take the cycling example, right? It's not like you just mm. see someone cycle and you, you instantly feel passionate about that cycling and you try it, right? It's always like you mm. kind of have an interest. You're like, oh, I should try it out. But you know, 
that when you try out something, it's not, you're not going to get the dopamine hit mm. right away, right? Because the first mm. time you go cycling or the first time I went to my jiu-jitsu class, it sucked, right? Like I got humiliated yeah. both times. But it's yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, you almost have to have a mindset that like, hey, I am not going to judge this new thing that I'm picking up just based on mm. my first experience. I am going to, mm-hmm. you know what? I, have, I, I, I seem to be interested in it. Therefore, I will give myself a certain period of time and then assess whether I like this or not, right? And that's the only exactly. way that you can build up these. And you know, Rikai, it's, it's again, like the, I want to emphasize this point. Like the, the way that you care about gardening or the way that I care about some of these random stuff that I care about. Like, mm. I feel like it's such a pure thing that mm. like, you know, you choose to do it on your own time. You choose to do it like, and it's, you can really see the passion, right? It's just, mm. it's, it's a shame for people not to have those feelings, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, you and myself, we know you have seen people who, I mean, again, our perception might be completely wrong, but you have mm. seen people that's, that seem to like never want to try anything and just are very yeah. much stuck with whatever. And you, you feel like they, they just have never had that moment of passion, that moment of excitement about something. Yes. Yeah. So it's, I think that's important. That's, that's very important to, to allow yourself, first of all, to have the right mindset that like, I am open to things I am open Mm. to and giving yourself like being like, I'll I'll take a month before I really assess whether I like this or not, because the curve could take off after that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think about it. I mean, you know, my question to you about the cycling, Mm-hmm. Of like I imagine first of all that ride was not easy although it was a fulfilling you know it filled mm-hmm. you with energy and happiness it wasn't easy it was mm-hmm. physically <laughs> physically demanding, demanding yeah. Yeah. right you get yeah. up early you have to prepare your bike I mean that's not fun yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. like yeah. you know it's, it's, it's work it's actually it's work yeah. right <laughs> to prepare your bike to prepare your kit to make sure you're fed and energized blah 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 and how long did it take you to get to that point from when, from, from when that interest was just a small thing in your head? Yeah. You know? So I think that's, yeah. that's a really good question because so the way that I started, I mean, cycling. So I think the first ever time I rode a, <laughs> rode a road bike was your bike, right? Remember, I, I borrowed it from you. I remember that. Yeah, I, remember I, that. I borrowed it from you and I still remember I went to Northland. I went over second narrow and then i came back on Lionsgate, and then on Lionsgate, Lionsgate, i went into stanley park and mm. when i was going downhill in stanley park with like all the trees around i was like this is an yes. insane experience you know i was like this yes. is nuts bro like this is unreal like this is yes i think like you know the seed was thrown there uh yeah but then i never i never like really went went for it until at work this guy um they were organizing a ride for cystic fibrosis and they were saying mm. it's a hundred kilometer ride. And I already had my mm. road bike, right? Like I had bought a road mm. bike, but I really just used mm. it as a commute to like go to right. or whatever. I never just went out for a ride for the purpose of the ride itself. And right. You guys were like, oh yeah, there's a hundred kilometer ride that we we're organizing. And at the time I'd never even done like, you know, I'd never done any serious assistance. But I was like, you know right. what? Like, I thought about it for a bit and like talked to some of our friends and like some of my friends were doing it. I was like, yeah, let's just do it. Like, why not? And then mm. the best thing about mm. it was that we would have organized rides with mm. 
uh, with these coworkers who were also doing this every Thursday. Mm. So you know what I mean? Mm. There was that there was that social pressure now because I had signed up mm. for this ride. So mm. I know I'm gonna do it right. I better look good doing the ride, right? Because I gotta mm. be like so I would practice with them and go on rides. And that's that's really when my when my love for it and being like, oh, like this is this is an amazing feeling of just being like especially yeah, when you, you get beautiful route, route mm. it's insane. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you were getting on the curb now. And, exactly. and I think your story shows that it doesn't happen all at once. Yes. See? Yeah. Like uh, when I, I remember lending you my bike. And <laughs> the thing is, is that of all the people who may have asked or may have borrowed my bike, you wanted to borrow it for the purpose of the experience of Excellent. cycling. Dude, that's such a beautiful way of putting it, right? Like at the time I was open to it because I would look at you and I'd be like, okay, so Rikai, like I, you're a good friend of mine. Like I'm really close to you. Like I feel like we have similar attitudes. I was like, this guy is going crazy about this idea of cycling, right? He has, he has made such a commitment of spending his first paycheck ever on buying a bike. There must be something interesting there, right? So I'm, I was curious. Yeah. I, was, I was legit yeah. curious. I was like, there must be something that he's experiencing that in my mind, I can't even understand. Therefore, yeah. I should, yeah, I was like, I need to borrow your bike to understand what is going on here, right? Like, what am I missing? Yeah. There's a piece exactly. of equation that I don't know about. <laughs> exactly. And, and the thing for me, which is so fascinating, is that, you know, in the way, the, the way it happened for you, yeah. um, it, it became bigger than how it happened for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you like I never entered a cycle race before. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I like kind of flirted with the idea. I flirted with the idea of joining a cycle team, and I just yeah. never really, I never really took it to that level. Yeah. But you see, what's so fascinating is that I don't know if it's like you building on me or what. I don't know what that relationship is, but you you took it to a totally another yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and. Also, for me, that's so exciting. Like, when I saw you do your Whistler trip, you know, I was like, this guy, man, it is cycling tight. Like, this is amazing. Um, and it's, um, I wouldn't, on that day, I would have never said that, you know, that that's where you'd end up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I couldn't have predicted it. Yeah. You see? 100%. Like, a, a lot of things aligned, right? Like, that work thing happened and, but at yes. the same time, like, yeah. again, this is not, I mean, for, for anyone listening, I don't even know if anyone would be listening, but anyone listening, this, it's not about cycling, right? Like we're just talking about the, the, the way that a passion has grown in, in my life and, and with Rakai, it's gardening. So it's, it's, it's like really understanding. We're basically trying to find out, given that we think those moments of passion, those moments of like, you know, when you're really into something, when you're really into an activity, it's, it's such a good feeling that everyone should have. Mm. We're trying to find out how did we end up into the place where we allowed ourselves to mm. really, on the graph of like excitement for an activity, to really accelerate that graph and go towards the yes. top right where you're just... Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, where yeah. It's, yeah, where, the, where it's just picking up, where that mm. growth is just happening. Yeah, yeah. man. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And also like you're saying 
it's sort of looking back in retrospect to say like, well, what were the pieces that got me there? And I like this point, you know, things for you in that story, they just aligned. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me with the gardening, they just aligned because I was back home, you know, mm-hmm. and here, uh, you know, the gardens are big and gardens are part of like society here. And, um, there are lots of things which you have at your disposal to mm-hmm. be successful in that. Um, you know, and it, and for me, it's also been, it's been challenging as well. Um, and I've also had to, you know, learn how to balance those uh, different challenges in my, uh, in my passion. Um, but equally, I've also had to, you know, reflect on things and also try to re to connect different pieces of information to, um, to really grow my passion. Yeah. You know? And, and sometimes I take notes, you know, um, sometimes I just jot down ideas which are bigger than my passion, you know, but my passion could lead me to those ideas. Yeah. And that's also part of what gives me the, um, the energy um, to carry it out. And again, it's not easy. I mean, the activity which I carried out today, I've been thinking about it for a long time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't all happen at once. Yeah. You'd also, so, so if you had to say like, what, what actions can you take as an individual, if you had to summarize it, mm. make sure that, that things do align. And you know, the same way that you said things align for me for cycling or things align for you mm. for gardening. What mm. actions do you think you can take as an individual to make sure that things do align so that, so that you well, expose yourself to those experiences? I guess, you see, the thing is, that, uh, I, maybe it's not actions, but it's, or, it's more intentions, yeah. right? And I think, it, especially in your story, what you begin to see is that there are a network of things Mm-hmm. which are connected, which come together that allow you to advance that. And by understanding what the different parts of the network might be, you can make interventions to help yourself be successful in pursuing your passion. So obviously in your case, there was like an initial experience an exposure an interest. Okay. Yeah. There are people, okay? But there are different types of people. So I was one type of person in your yeah. experience. Your coworkers were another type of, of people in your mm. experience. And then there were also people who were part of that network who weren't cyclists, I'm sure, yeah. right? Yeah. Who also who, who supported you in some way or something, right? Yeah. Then, of course, you also had to have some resources to make it happen. Uh, financial or otherwise you see that's also part of the network yeah you had to be in the right place so vancouver was the right place i swear if you had moved to another city <laughs> it, it might not have happened yeah 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 right yeah so it's about understanding the the networked effect of things and how they come together yeah. um 
And if you know, or if you have an idea of what pieces make up the network, you can pursue that. So in my case, I've looked for people with knowledge on gardening and understanding. Mm. I know that uh, people don't just have knowledge. There's also knowledge in books, right? But there's also knowledge in observation. So yeah. you, can, you can create your own knowledge mm-hmm. um, by looking, by seeing, by testing. Um, and the other one is maybe like focus. You see, when you pick one thing, Mm-hmm. You you begin to uncover the complexity of it. You see, when you try and do a lot of things which are very complex, you lose everything. But if you pick one thing and focus on it, you can really get into the the details of it. Um, yeah. You know, so yeah. You know, I, and I, I, sorry, go on, go on. Last point is that you kind of have to. In certain moments, you have to understand that you will have to push yourself mm-hmm. to pursue your interest. And if you don't push yourself and don't take actions, you will never, it will never grow. 100%. Like that's the, it's, it's, it's almost like, yeah, nothing comes for free, right? <laughs> Literally, exactly. even, even, yeah, even something you're passionate about, that's good. But what I was going to say earlier, it's like, it almost, you know, I, I, I really, truly, I mean, I, I think this is, you can probably run a scientific study on this, but passion is contagious, right? So if you mm-hmm. have an interest about, like, if you have an interest about whatever it may be, playing chess, for example, right? Mm-hmm. And you surround yourself by people who are really passionate about playing chess. Then the, the only way, given that you had some sort of interest, is that your interest in playing chess will grow exponentially when you're surrounded mm-hmm. by those people, right? So I think if I had to like, if I had to pinpoint one thing, it's that, it's, 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 it's exactly that. It's like when you have an interest with something, find other people who have the same interest. And your, yeah. your passion will grow so much more when you can talk about something that you're interested in. And exactly. so this is a wild turn, but I think this is where Reddit becomes really interesting, right? I don't know if you go on Reddit a lot, but like Reddit has Not subreddits much. for everything, right? So there's like, mm. basically the, the, the concept of Reddit is, I mean, it's, I guess it's like a social media, but not really, you know, Facebook, the, the premise is that the biggest parts is the individual's profile, right? Instagram, mm. the same thing. Those are mm. the, the bigger. It's the centerpiece. Biggest. Yeah. The centerpiece yeah. of the equation is that, but on Reddit, in my eyes, the centerpiece of the equation is the communities that are getting built, right? So for example, right. like a community for MMA, there's a community for cycling. And it's just so interesting because it allows people from all over the world to meet and discuss things that they're passionate with, passionate about with other people who are as passionate as they are about it, right? And, I, and, I, I, and that's why I think, well, I, I, I mean, that's why I love Reddit. I think Reddit, what Reddit has done is like, is exactly what the internet should be used for. Which is bringing, mm-hmm. because now you're exposed, now it used to be like, let's say, I, I don't know, I'm in Vancouver and there's only a couple of people who are into like glass blowing, I don't know, sharp objects. You know what I mean? Or some, some very particular thing that I'm into. But now right. I'm exposed to the whole world and I can find people like that all over the world who are as passionate about this random thing that I'm passionate about. And that, that really builds up. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think generally, if I had, if I had to say one thing, 
that I think would work is like anytime, anytime you have an interest about something, just go find people who are really into it. And that will help you yeah. grow your passion even more. It'll help you grow your passion. And also don't forget about those people who are passionate about things, but not necessarily about the same things. Exactly. <laughs> they also have a they also have a role to play. They may not yeah. they may not be there like all the time for you always to talk about your passion, but they can give you a certain type of drive. You know, you want to surround yourself with good people because yeah. There are people who are just not passionate about about things. anything, right? You know. About anything, you know. And the other thing <sighs> is about passion is you have to you have to want to learn. You see, um, it's it's it is it is contingent on learning. You cannot excel at your passion if you don't learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so sometimes people who are passionate about their own things can give you signals about how to. Um, further your own passion and i i totally agree with you you also need those people who share your passion so yeah. that you can um yeah so that you can you can grow from that and you have allies and support networks and um affirmation as well that what you're doing is acceptable and good and do you know what i mean because there'll be a lot of people, especially those people who are not passionate, they'll be like, they won't understand. You see, uh, they'll laugh at you, you know, they're like, oh, you look retarded in your cycling pants, you know, or I can see your balls. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's like they, they miss the, <laughs> that's crazy, right? Because we must do that. Like you and I, like I as an individual must do that. Like I'm, I must look at something that someone else does and be like, what the hell are they doing? While I'm missing yeah. the feeling that that individual is having while they're doing that thing, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like, it, it, those are the moments where you're the most free in life. Those are the moments where you're most like, like it almost seems like, you know, like it's, it's a weird thing. Whenever you see someone really into something that they're doing, it's like mm. everyone understands that, right? Like when you see it, you understand it. Like the other day we were at Kids Beach and, and we saw this band. Um, it was just mm. friends. <laughs> Shout out mm. to that band. The, the band is called Chill Clinton. That's their band's name. <laughs> and Shout we, out. Yeah, shout out to them. I don't even know them, right? We just saw them on the beach. But like mm. when you saw it, I think everyone on the beach recognized that these guys are really into what they're doing, which is like singing the songs that they're doing. And there was like five, six of them. And it was crazy, man. Like the sun sets at Kids Beach. And you know, when the sun sets at Kids Beach, no one hangs out at Kids Beach, right? Everyone leaves. Yes. But because yes. these guys were performing, everyone had stayed like an hour and an hour and a half after the sunset. There was like yes. a good crowd of people. You know, like, and, and that was such a beautiful moment of, of just appreciating someone just being extremely passionate about something that they're doing and very much excelling at it. But there's also that art that, that we can see that they're really into what they're doing. Right. Like, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't even know how we notice it, but you can, you can tell. It's a feeling. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a feeling. Um, yeah. And I guess, of course, you see in that moment when you experience that, Mm -hmm. you you don't know the whole story of how they got to that point you know and uh the journey of it of getting to that place um where the passion is just exuding and in some cases 
it, it will be people around you who point out your passion. You might not even know that you're passionate about something. Yeah, such a good point. Until, until someone is like, until you tell somebody about it and you, whatever it's, if, if it's an activity or whatever it is, and they'll be like, wow, you're so passionate. Dude, and then you'll be like, point, such a good point. You'll be like, wait, you'll be yeah. like, what? Yeah. Did you just say passionate? You'll be like, no, no, no. I never said this was my passion. And then you'll, <laughs> like, you'll, you'll, you'll begin to digest it. And you'll be like, oh, no. Like, I, wow. Like, this person has an interesting point. Yeah. You know? Um, and so I think that's, that's really fascinating. That sometimes you won't even know that you're passionate about the thing. Yeah. You, yeah. Haven't, you haven't called it that yes in your mind yeah in your mind you haven't made the association you know like but it's like it's really easy to see right like whenever people talk about anything like i love those raw emotion of you know like whenever someone talks about something that they really enjoy Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. it almost builds you up right like i mean this is this is a crazy thing so you know as we have gone through like i mean as i have gone through high school i've gone through university on social media, I have added a lot of people. Like we've become friends on social media, and over the years, like the friendship has fizzled out or whatever it may be, right? So, uh, so I have like mm. whatever. There's a lot of people that I'm friends on social media that are not necessarily exactly my friends, but just acquaintances that I had met through these different experiences. Yeah. And now it's like as we're getting like I don't know we're getting fucking this, this sounds crazy, but as we're getting towards our like late twenties. I feel like after a couple of years in the workforce, like people are, are, are really starting to think like what, what's going to happen. Like, like I, I need to like do stuff that I care about. And once mm. in a while I see someone posting about them doing something that they, that's like really out there. Right. Like it's whether mm. it's, they're trying stand-up comedy or like they are trying to, they're trying to be a DJ or they're, they're making music or whatever it may be. And it's weird, mm. man. Like, when I see that, I, I, I try to make it the point to send them a message and be like, hey, man, like, I mean, we're not even friends. I don't even know that we knew that much. But I, I just wanted to say, like, it's really dope and it's really cool that you are committing to this thing and you're mm-hmm. making it public, right? You're, there's, there's almost a sense of, like, exposure. You're kind of exposing yourself to the wide social network of your friends. Yes. So it's, it's, it's really cool to see that. And I think, yeah, I, I, I guess this goes back to the point that you were saying earlier where, where you build up on like people who are passionate kind of this. I cannot believe I'm saying these words because I used to make fun of everyone and I still make fun of anyone who uses these words. But it seems like the people who are passionate pass mm. on energy to you, right? Like it's a mm. right sort of energy comes towards you. Exactly. They make you more exactly. passionate. Yeah, yeah man. Um, and I guess you see that's the we were saying it at the beginning is the art that's the art of life yeah. you see who gives you energy who builds you up how do you cultivate your own energy your own interests how do you align those those peaks in the you know on the wow. waves yeah right for amplitude and um, and the other thing I've realized I've learned is that as you get older or as you not necessarily older but as you know yourself better yeah it, it is easier to form connections with people who you have shared interests with so you can develop stronger relationships much faster Wait. but or, 
when you know yourself better, but you may also develop fewer strong relationships. Which is what that I mean? matters. The why are you trying to maximize numbers, right? <laughs> it, 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 yeah, I completely agree. Right. And, and maybe, you see, like, I think your point earlier about high school, yeah. it was about numbers. Yeah. It was like, how many friends do I have? How many this? How much yeah. that? I'm like so popular. I'm so, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? It was yeah. always about like the numbers. It's um, not about the depth, right? Yeah. Yeah, not about the depth. And as you know yourself more, uh, it's, you will just catch those signals like, oh, this person is on the same wavelength as me. This is the same thing. This yeah. is the same thing. But equally, it means that, um, you know, I have some instances with, with people where I just have to tell them straight up, like, I'm just not interested in talking to you. Yeah. You know? And that's a because, free thing, right? You should be able to yeah. do that. Like, why not? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I have five minutes with you and then they say one or two things and I'm like, look, uh, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. And uh, people cannot handle that. And, but that's, that's what you get from understanding uh, more and more about yourself. Yeah. And, uh, the tools again i think the tools are reflection reflexivity writing uh thinking um yeah. you know these types of things dude you know it's it's really interesting like it it, it seems like if <laughs> it seems like as you find out more about yourself and the things that you care about you care less about other people's opinion Right. So it's like in high school, when you're a young adult, and you don't you don't really know what you want. All you care about mm. is like other people's opinion. Right. And like not even mm. in high school, like you see it like at some stages of my life in my young adulthood, I really cared about other people's opinion because I hadn't formed as a person yet. Right. Like I, I didn't know what I cared about. So therefore, I only cared about what other people thought about me. But it almost seems like once you once you make the journey into finding out what you really care about, mm. the amount that you care about what other people think about the things that you care about just goes out, right? You're just like, dude, this yeah. is so great that like, like why should I care? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. And I had a very interesting, very recent uh, experience. And what was that? Um, a sort of developing like a a friendship that was one well, it, it didn't it wasn't a friendship but a kind of an acquaintance right yeah and once this acquaintance found out that we had a mutual friend uh, and that i'd you know it, it changed the acquaintance into a friendship you see uh, yeah. and i I guess I'm just agreeing with you um, in a different way. And so sometimes when you learn something about someone, it can be a block, but it can also be something where you just totally open up. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, this person yeah. is on my side. You know, they, they understand what I'm, what I'm on about. Yeah. And it totally changes because once you have that feeling. Or a piece of information, you are, right? You get a piece of or information about, yeah. Yeah, you're open. You'll share many more things. Yeah. Um, and even if those things which you share are not necessarily shared interests, because of what you know about the person, you kind of trust them. 
Yeah. Dude, and I and I think this applies to like, you know, <laughs> I was actually thinking about this the, the other day. It's like the biggest predictor of your friendship is actually shared passions and interests, right? It's like mm-hmm. you really or build, values. Yeah, or values, values or values, exactly. So it's really interesting. Like if you if you really like something particular that's that by the general public is not liked that much. Like I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like it would be yeah. I feel like that would be such a good indicator of like whether you'll, you'll get along with this person or not. Right. So it's, yeah. it's like, you like something really particular. It's like something that the general public generally doesn't like. Chances are, if you find someone else who's as into this thing as you are, you guys will become good friends. Right. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and you see, for me, in my example, it was, I think it was more related to like values. And yeah. not necessarily to say that we're interested in the same things, but we ha- we value the same things. Yeah. So in our interests, there are shared values, but not necessarily the same interests, which still allows you to build a positive relationship, you know? Yeah. Dude, this, is, this, yeah. Been, this has been such an interesting conversation, you know, like it almost feels like, it's like we are we are like exactly at the same wavelength and and everything you're saying is like bringing new perspective to how I'm thinking and I hope I'm kind of doing the same for you it's just it's, it's a very interesting conversation yeah man i think that's the really like positive thing right you're saying something it makes me feel something yeah. i tell you you respond you react uh, yeah. and and it changes the conversation so mm-hmm. when and at the beginning of this conversation, even though we had made a kind of outline or whatever, um, the quality in the first two minutes was, is not the same as the quality that we have reached yeah. at, at this point now through this process of reaction and reacting, re-reacting, mm. you see. And, li- and the key thing is, is listening. You have to listen to me and I also need to listen to you. Um, and, and that payment, that's, that is what reflexivity is. And that is a golden, like if you are able to do that, it's like, it's the most beautiful thing, right? When you see conversations mm-hmm. like that, even when you hear it and you're not even part of it, but you see two people yeah. just really listening to each other and understanding each other. It's like my least favorite things in the world are just arguments where people are talking over each other. Like you're mm-hmm. not taking mm-hmm. the, you're not giving the other person the, like no matter what you disagree with, right? To have some empathy. Yeah. Just where is this person coming from? Why are they having those thoughts? Why are their thoughts so different than you? And why do they think they're right? So, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Dude, I, think, I think, I think we did the, we did probably over an hour. We did probably more than we, an hour. Yeah, we've done we've done justice to this to this one. Yeah, I think it we have done good. justice. Okay, then let me stop recording. But thank you. I personally found this conversation really interesting, and partly why I found it interesting is that when I talk to people who are around my age and they're approaching late twenties, as crazy as that sounds, I think a lot of people are thinking about the same thing. Life is kind of going by, and if you don't do things that you really enjoy, things that you're really passionate about, there's this 
thought in the back of your head that, well, what am I doing? Well, you heard what our thoughts are. I would love to hear what's yours. Go to anchor.fm slash that random thought and send us a voice note letting us know what you think.